0: accelerating Accelerating your your fandom this
1: is flash tv talk welcome to flash tv talk the fan podcast dedicated to news reviews and more for the hit cw show the flash i'm bo and i'm bell bell man how you doing today
0: sir i am doing okay for once it's not entirely my fault that the show is late okay it's so both we, of our faults
1: <laughs> we need to address this obviously <laughs> no matter how you're listening if you're listening live or if you're listening to the late podcast you realize hey these guys are a little late uh, this this time but but honestly time is relative as we know so perhaps in some ways we're early or you were in looking for us. But the reality is, is that uh, when we were supposed to record, Bell had an emergency at work come up. When we had our makeup recording session, I got deathly sick and I have been for like the last two days. I am high on painkillers right now. And uh, <laughs> that is why I sound so cheery and eager to go. <laughs> but um, don't do drugs, kids, unless your doctor tells you to. Uh, but yeah, but one way or the other, we wanted to make sure that we got this out to you before next week's episode. And uh, yeah, hopefully you're able to enjoy this before listening to next week's episode. But before before we dive into this week's episode, there's a couple of things we need to cover. First of all, Bell, as we are recording here on Saturday, May the Fourth be with you, and also with you. That's right. It's Star Wars Day, and uh and for us, you know what? May the Speed Fourth be with all of you. Because honestly, you know, we gotta we gotta get that little flashy goodness in there.
0: Yeah. What about the reverse Speed Fourth?
1: Uh, that's I think that's you could perhaps like I know it doesn't work as well, but maybe on Revenge of the Fifth is kind of a good time to do it. And you could argue. That the reverse speed forth would take place the day after the actual speed forth,
0: right? Or would it be April fifth?
1: Interesting. That's a good point. I don't know. We'll take it up with Eobard. He would know, uh, man. We also want to encourage you to stick around after this uh, week's episode because we're going to give you a little extra stuff. We've got a little Marvel movie talk coming in. Uh, for those of you who have seen Endgame, uh, you know there's some elements about that movie that might fit well into the kind of discussions that we have here. I don't want to spoil anything at all, but we will when we get to that portion of the show, which is after this show. So it's a little uh, bonus feature this week, a little Marvel Marvel movie talk. Don't listen to that at the tail end of the show until you've seen Endgame. <laughs> uh, but but we won't. I promise. We're not we're not in it to spoil that. We're not going to spoil Game of Thrones, which happened last week. We're not going to spoil any of that stuff until the very tail end of the show is some bonus feature content that honestly we feel like we owe you, especially because we're so late coming in. Um, so all that to say last bit of business here. Uh, we also want to, we want to encourage you to help make the show happen. We're able to come to you every single week, even when, uh, we get sick and when work calls, we were able to make that happen. Thanks to our patrons over at patreon.com slash TV talk. If you have not yet done so head over there, consider being a supporter of this show. We want to bring you more content. We want to make sure that we're uh, coming at you with the best, most professional content we could possibly muster in the midst of all this craziness. And we would not be able to make that happen without your support. So again, that's patreon.com slash TV talk bell. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. Let's jump into The Rundown. The The Rundown. rundown. Episode 20 of season five, Gone Rogue, directed by Kristen Wendell and story by Sam Chelson and Joshua V. Gilbert.
0: Bell, what happened to this episode? Well, Nora plans the heist of McCulloch Technologies, who have made weapons from the satellite shrapnel. Needing accomplices who will not be affected by the MetaPower dampeners on site, she recruits Bug-Eyed Bandit, Ragdoll, and Weather Witch. After going through the dampeners at McCulloch, the rogues turn on Nora and threaten to kill all the employees unless the Flash reveals his identity. While Sherlock distracts the rogues as a hologram of the Flash, Barry, Iris, and Joe show up with guns. Iris and Joe help the hostages escape and take down Ragdoll, while Barry and Nora team up to disable the dampeners and apprehend the others. Nora reveals she was trying to steal a mirror gun capable of destroying Cicada's dagger. She makes amends with her parents and agrees to abandon Thawne's plan. However, Barry wants to use the gun. Meanwhile, Caitlin and Ralph discover that Cisco's metahuman cure prototypes have been stolen, and realize that Cicada can weaponize a lethal version of the cure with the cryoatomizer. Elsewhere, Cicada works on the cryoatomizer, envisioning her uncle beside her.
1: Dun dun dun! <laughs> All right, man, we are at episode twenty in this season. It is about that time of year when the storylines begin to converge, and of course, in this episode, they did in a very uh, uh, specific way. Now. Before we get there, we also got kind of a quick wrap up of what happened last week, and for my money, in somewhat of a satisfying faction, I was a little concerned. While it was cool last week seeing uh, Nora with the you know the the red eyes and you know the the explanation for the negative speed force, something that we've been you know preaching for quite some time, and, and just getting that confirmation and show has just been so wonderful. I have also been preaching since the beginning of the season and even before that I did not want Nora to be a villain. And I was a little concerned that we might be going into a scenario where near the end of the season, she was going to be the big bad that everybody was going to end up having to stop. Fortunately, it looks like they were able to uh, thwart that potential plan in the sense that I don't see her as a villain. Obviously, she's not after anything villainous. Um, but at the same time, we, we might see that the negative speed force has lasting effects. Bell, how do you think uh, they did with Nora's storyline in terms of tapping into the negative speed force, the the breaking connection with Iobard? You know, just Nora in general, what are you thinking?
0: Well, uh, yeah, it was interesting, right? Because uh, it, it felt like it was uh, the last episode, it felt like it was one of those things where, like, you know, she was wanting to go in there because she was mad at her dad and everything. And now it turns out that she was kind
1: of doing it, I guess, as part of her plan, Maybe well, this I, is what I said. As you recall, man, we argued about this last week because you were like, "No, she's gonna, she just hates her dad now and negative speed force, and she's turned to the dark side." I'm like, "No, I think she's probably using it so that she can stop Cicada." And you're like, "No, she doesn't care about Cicada. Cicada doesn't well, no, matter." I, My name is I, Bell, I, and I'm negative Bell. It used to be <laughs> I thought positive. She was going to go back and like kill him or kill Cicada. You've tapped into the negative Bell force. That's what's going on here. It's, I suppose it's changed you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how she was able to just to disconnect herself from it. It really easily, and I think that's there's going to be some repercussions for that. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's something that can you can just like tap into, and it's like the dark side, right? You know, you, you don't just dabble with the dark side and come out unscathed. Yeah, when you, know, you stare into the abyss, the abyss uh, stares back.
1: <laughs> that it does. You know, Val, uh, cast your mind back to uh, nineteen ninety nine, a uh, different time, obviously. Uh, in that uh, season, we got episode one, Star Wars episode one. And we didn't know a lot going into that movie, and there was there's a ton of hype. It was one of the biggest hyped movies of all time, uh, and it was a it was a big event. And because we didn't know much, there was kind of a lot of speculation as to what could or you know would happen. Well. For those that actually purchased the soundtrack of episode one, they saw a very specific track that was listed as The Death of Qui-Gon Jinn or The Funeral for Qui-Gon Jinn. I forget the the, the, the name specifically, but basically they bake in an entire spoiler just by naming this song. Now, I referenced <laughs> that's, that. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> I know, it's awful. And I think every like film, well, most films have kind of learned since then. But suffice to say, man, I reference that because... Going into this week's episode, based on the name of next week's episode, I was certain that we wouldn't actually get too much of a deep dive into Nora. But because of the name of next week's episode, I feel like her story from the standpoint of the Negative Speed Force is far from over, uh, despite the fact that it seemed like it was wrapped up in a nice little bow. And again, I don't want to necessarily go into spoilers because, I, you know, on the one hand, I want to kind of call them out for doing that. But on the other hand, I also don't want to be the one that, like, lets everybody know what's happening. <laughs>
0: Yeah. See, I, I, I don't happen to know what the name of next episode is because I try to kind of like I try to avoid that stuff just, you know, on principle's sake because of these kinds of things that can happen. And so I don't know what it is. And yeah. um, So don't tell me.
1: Yeah, no. I And I won't. And I won't. But I mean, there is kind of an argument. Is the name of something even a spoiler? I, I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. It just it seems in this Well, case, when it's the, it's the, the death way.
0: of Qui-Gon Jin, yeah, that's that's a pretty big spoiler. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's good. That's good. Liam Neeson, he ain't going to be in Star Wars episode 2.
0: Yeah, like it would have been uh, you know, like if the, the soundtrack for Infinity War, which I'm sure everybody's seen Infinity War. Infinity War, not in oh, game. Sorry. Not in game. This is not in game. This is Infinity War. It'd be like, you know, the the soundtrack to Infinity War having a song called Thanos Snaps Away Half of Existence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, But anyway, suffice to say, I I think we're probably not done with with the storyline with Nora. You know, a lot of this episode, man, was kind of a revisiting of a lot of our supporting cast. There was... Uh, you know kind of some some good time spent with everybody to kind of figure out where they are and what i found kind of interesting is where they are is very different from where they were cisco in particular did he have some sort of major life experience off planet
0: yeah i guess when he was talking to a breacher or when he was working up at the tanhouser black site or when he was you know various other excuses for him not to be on screen he just kind of like figured all of this stuff out and is like yeah sure whatever yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm fine with it. I'm just going to tell her I'm a metahuman. I don't want to like you know not be a metahuman anymore. I guess.
1: Yeah, I I don't you know. So all right. So it's almost impossible to talk about some of these side characters without acknowledging the fact that all of their stories do converge in this episode, right? Like we now know, and we'll get into you know Cicada or Kid Kata specifically later, but we now know that you know the cure never was fully perfected, and this kind of mutated version of it or or as far along as it got is now this dangerous potential virus as opposed to a cure which is
0: why you don't make stuff like that that's what i was saying all along i know didn't anybody watch mission
1: impossible 2 this was this was the entire plot line of mission impossible 2 was that the one with the metallica song in it yeah i think so the one with uh, (laughs) dimitri this is the guy, the guy that looked like, uh, uh, oh, <laughs> kind of like Albert Einstein. And it like starts off, he's like, in order to make the perfect cure, we must first make the perfect virus. <laughs> <laughs> you are not Dimitri. But then he takes it off and it's Tom Cruise. and
0: then Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And then Tom Cruise becomes like some sort of savior in a cult. No, wait, that's real life. Anyway, so <laughs> here's the deal, man. Uh, our apologies to our Scientologist listeners, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Cure ends up being a weapon or is going to end up being a weapon. And I guess the fact that the cure never was fully perfected at some point, you know, Cisco seemed to be at peace with the fact that he is a metahuman. Now it's just a matter of him sharing it with his lady friend. Yes.
0: Yeah, I I guess. I mean, I don't, yeah, it's, it's it's so weird to have these massive character development events happen off screen. I just, I'm not a big fan of that. Okay, so there are the
1: like what is it called? The Cisco Chronicles or something of the that Chronicles interest? of Cisco. Well, so there's a there's a like a web tie-in, which is Cisco stories that occur off screen. And they've used this as a way to answer some of the uh kind of the funny fan questions. Like for example, like, you know, if all the metahumans are locked up in there, how do they go to the bathroom? That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so those are all kind of addressed in these little, you know. Uh, side Cisco storylines, and I have never really been into them. And I, I've, I you know, I, I know that's probably bad. I mean, we have a podcast about the show. We, we, you know, pride ourselves on being kind of deep into the lore of the show. But obviously, our our depth of the show kind of goes into what we see on screen as part of the main show. We haven't really gone into the apocryphal, uh, you know, the 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 tie in web or not even webcomic, but the tie in graphic novel. We've never really talked about that. We've never really gone into a lot of this tie in material. It's but, flash tv talk not flash tie in talk well that's exactly right maybe you know what <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> not a bad name <laughs> flash tie in talk <laughs> maybe that needs to be a thing but uh, regardless it's possible that some of this was addressed in that and i'm just now realizing it and i don't know maybe we need to read it so that we could see whatever you know this big uh, you know epiphany that he has was
0: yeah it's it's interesting though cuz it's it's one of those things where uh, you know there 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 are some Uh, movie series and things like that or tv shows that'll do that where it's like you know um and in fact it was kind of uh again going back to infinity war uh or was it was it captain marvel I'm not going to talk about it because it has something to do with Endgame. But like you know, there's things where it's you know you go to a movie and it's like, wait, why is this character here? And it's like, oh well, in the in the TV show, oh yeah, this thing happened and that yeah. ties in with this. And you're like, oh well, you know, I don't I don't think of, uh, specifically for like movies and TV shows, uh, unless it's uh, you know, like like for example, you don't have to watch Arrow to understand what happens on Flash, uh, it, it, even That's with the crossovers, good, right? yeah. even with the crossovers, right? Like I don't need to watch every episode of Arrow to understand arrows roll, or the green arrows role in, in the crossover. Right. Uh, I kinda, I, yeah. I kind of get an idea who he is. Like, I don't think I should have to go and, uh, and, and, there's been some movies like that where, uh, you know, you go, you come out of the movie and you're like, I'm so confused what's in them. Oh yeah. Well, if you go to the website and you read like 300 pages of lore or you do the little, you know, mini web, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 scavenger hunt thing to unlock right. all the clues and blah, blah, blah. Then you'll understand the movie. I don't, I don't think that's good filmmaking. <laughs>
1: you know what? Uh, Heroes did something like that. Uh, NBC's Heroes did something like that. I want to say in like season two or three, they had a character that they introduced in the graphic novel who like, she just appeared on like one episode in one scene is like, here, you're looking for this. And then she hands something to one of the main characters and then she's never seen or heard from again. It and it's kind of one of these things where it's like, it's a weird balance. Like you almost want to, if you're going to do this tie-in, uh uh storytelling, you want it to matter. And so the you would think perhaps the best way for it to matter is for it to be validated in the primary material. Again, we'll go back to Marvel here. If you look at what happened with both Defender or the Defenders and then also with Agents of Shield, you know, there was a lot of the movies influencing those shows, but the shows never really influenced those movies. Now Bell has argued that, you know, the helicarrier in Age of Ultron is justification for, for, you know, the, the show influencing the movie, I would argue that's not the case, but regardless, like there is a, there's like a tier, right? Like there's a top tier, which is the movies. And then almost everything else is kind of on a tier of its own.
0: Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I think those things are fun and they're neat. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be done, but, uh, you shouldn't rely on those things to help explain the story that you're trying to tell in the other, yeah. like, yeah, movie plot points shouldn't need to be understood by going out and reading additional material outside the movie. Like I, they, they should be like, you know, a wholly confined, uh, uh, sort of thing. And so, uh, yeah, it's fun. Like the Cisco Chronicles was fun for like, Oh yeah. How do they poop? You know, all that kind of stuff. Like that was neat. But like <laughs> when you have like, you know, Every massive of
1: poops, that should be the, book. yeah. <laughs>
0: Except for the one meta whose meta power is he doesn't poop. Oh. it's like nobody poops, but or no, everybody <laughs> poops, but you. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, he's in there, and like with his meta power dampened, he really needs a toilet because he can actually wow. poop now, and
1: yeah, yeah. It's a completely new sensation. Listen, yeah. in terms of time material, you know, one thing I would actually love to see is the book of Ralph or the pamphlet of Ralph or all these various. Uh, books of ralph because perhaps in that he explains why he has these massive character swings where (laughs) all of a sudden you're like who is this guy (laughs) yeah it's so weird and like cisco is
0: just like i don't like the book of ralph it's it's creepy and it's weird and then all of a sudden he's like memorized everything oh book of ralph chapter 12 something something you know giving a recommendation for uh uh
1: you know what? This was all going down. This is what happened. This was all going down with uh, in the background. Uh, you know, we should go back and rewatch the last like four or five episodes because most of them have been excellent. Snowpack notwithstanding, most of them have been <laughs> excellent. And so I'm wondering if as we were getting like this really rich, you know, primary story of kind of the Barry Uh, Iris-Nora relationship dynamic. If like in the background, you just kind of see like, you know, Ralph putting his hand on Cisco's shoulder, like little background pep talks. We can't hear what's going on, but perhaps (laughs) we can see them. We can Uh, see
0: their lips moving, but we can't hear it.
1: Right, right. You know, maybe it's all seated throughout. But anyway, suffice to say, almost all of these kind of background characters seems like a lot's been going on in their lives. And so we get a check in to see like, oh, things have changed for you. And then, you know, we kind of get back into the main story here now nora has gone out and she's running with the wrong kind of crowd man we get a return of everybody i think i can say everybody's favorite uh rogue in the form of ragdoll dude he's yeah. creepy
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. yeah he just weirds me out just with those it, it's he's so talented and it just the way he can do that kind of stuff it's it, and it's really really weird how just those kinds of like almost inhuman movements can just evoke just this aura of creepiness and, and and weirdness. And he does that so well. And yeah, it just makes ragdoll. This just, just
1: so, fantastic like, meta. He's yeah. a fantastic character. And like, it's one of those things he looks directly from the comics, that mask is insane, insanely creepy. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, the, the actor is insanely talented up until this episode, it seemed like almost everything he did was practical it was him doing his own thing now once they got to the tube or whatever it was or when they br- opened yeah. up the briefcase i was like nah man <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't well no. the briefcase was practical
0: no way yeah the briefcase was practical because he uh it was it was no it did was it was wait? a false it was a false floor like a false like so the briefcase was on the the, the table uh, okay okay Okay. yeah and he crawled from underneath the table out of the briefcase
1: Interesting. all right so i did miss that but regardless like a lot of you know that that is cool but once he got yeah to no the, super cool the, the tube that he had to crawl up in. I'm like, that guy's face is larger than the tube. And I know he can't like bend the mask.
0: Yeah, that was, <laughs> that know, like, was the one thing that was confusing to me. It's like, I thought maybe he'd like go in reverse and then like the mask would pop off. Oh, interesting. Oh, it like, would have been he, interesting, yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't know how he's going to get the mask in there because it doesn't fold. Like it doesn't.
1: Yeah, I kind of almost wish that they would have used a different Method that would have at least appeared a little bit more practical because he did almost come across as very Ralph, you know what I mean, just in terms of a plastic man approach to that power. Yeah, but anyway, one one way or the other, love seeing Ragdoll back. Uh, more Ragdoll, and also um, no more Ragdoll. He freaks me out, but because of that reason, more Ragdoll. Uh, we also got a return of everybody's. I, I don't want to say she's the lamest. We got B Girl back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> her name is Bug-eyed Bandit. Okay, get it right. i sorry. Pay the price. Look,
1: there was a B Girl on Smallville, and every single time I see Bug-eyed Bandit, all I can think about is B Girl from Smallville. Cisco I mean, even what, calls her B Girl, which is it great. Why didn't call her like Queen B? I mean, come on. Well, but she's not. She's not though. We thought that she was gonna be, but she's not. Yeah. Uh, but she's back, and she's got her whole situation going on. Weather Witch. Uh, Weather Witch is kind of an interesting character that I feel like they've kind of rushed her development. I, I really Very enjoy so. the concept of Re- we- Weather Witch. I like the fact that she's kind of a legacy rogue. That you know her, you know she's got this direct relationship to her father. I also like the fact that, by the way, they had meta tech as kind of a means of combating these meta dampening powers. I thought that was an interesting way to use a device that ultimately I've not been too big on, but I think it actually worked here for what they were trying to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, it made sense, you know, you got meta dampeners, but like, I, I, that's the thing that's kind of weird about it is like, if you have meta dampeners, because you're worried about meta humans, and you know about meta tech, which they, they should, they're building weapons made of meta tech, when wouldn't, wouldn't they kind of think to make a meta tech, t- or, or maybe it's just different, like, it's, it's so different that, you know, each device you'd have to block individually, I don't know, but it, it seemed kind of, you know, interesting that they would have a meta dampener, but not a meta tech dampener.
1: Well, it's meta tech is so different. You know, one, one imagines that meta has to do with like a meta gene, right? Like that there is some sort of biological component. So if you can identify the meta gene and somehow remotely shut it off, you know, again, OMG science here or OMG biology here, but you know, regardless if you, if, if something could do that, one imagines it would be very different if you're dealing with meta tech, which does not have a biological component
0: right well but it does all have the same source the satellite like everything uh, comes yeah, from guess, the satellite and so you know in, in in the omg science land you could be like oh i can tune to the frequency of the satellite particles and then all i need is one satellite particle to get the frequency and then i can block all the satellite particles and then
1: uh, 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 yeah yeah on the night night night
0: <laughs> unobtainium and <laughs> satellite <Transformium>. yeah <laughs> but i i will agree with you though that, that Weather Witch is um uh, her character art seemed to just kind of like accelerate really crazy fast to me
1: yeah and that's a character with so much potential fantastic actress the the design for her costume and her setup her staff uh you know she's that's, that's a, you can do so much more with this character. And I'm really hoping that, you know, th- there's almost like a little small pool of villains and rogues that, that kind of go into my, okay, they were cool in one-off capacity, but, and are, you know, one or two off capacity, but man, if you gave them like a half season long arc and made this person the major villain, like they don't always have to go to, you know, these like D list characters and try to like turn them into this massive big bad. Uh, And I would even argue that more often than not, it doesn't necessarily work, at least not from a long standpoint. But if you take somebody like, you know, a weather wizard or a weather witch or, you know, a Captain Cold, I know, rest in peace. But, you know, if you took some of these more established characters that played a smaller role before and gave them a major season long arc, I think that would be a fantastic way to dig deeper into who those characters are And, you know, especially in the instance of Weather Witch, this is somebody who has the potential to really go in deep in terms of her story and her development. So anyway, I do hope that she's not benched, uh, you know, and just pops up here and there. But she actually does get the opportunity to expand. I have have a question about her. in general, man. We've met her uncle. We've met her dad. Like, there's there's a whole... (laughs) Like, there's, there's a lot going on here. There's yeah, a lot going on here. but I mean, I have a question about
0: her, though. Like, OK, so during her trial, it seemed like she was very remorseful for the things that she did and that she was like, you know, and then she didn't want to help. And Silver Sable, like, convinced her to help. And then Silver, like, they left or something like that. And she didn't kill Nora when she could have. And then it turns out, oh, no, 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 I ditched Silver Sable because I am a BA and I'm going to betray you. It seemed to come out of nowhere.
1: Was that just me? Uh, I mean, I kind of saw that coming.
0: I mean, of course, I saw it coming, but like I I didn't I I didn't expect her to go like a complete 180 from like, you know, reluctant, remorseful uh, uh, villain who's doing something who she doesn't necessarily agree with and who is you know apprehensive about it to. A straight up, no, nah, I'm going to double cross you, and I'm going to kill these dudes, and I want to know your dad's identity. <laughs> like it, it, it seemed to just kind of come out of the blue. Like I didn't, especially the part where she's like, "No, I ditched Sil- Silver Sable in Bolivia or wherever it was." Yeah, and it was like, "That's not that, that 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 seems so different from the last time we saw the character." That just mm-hmm. that just seemed uh, to. And and basically, I'm saying this just to say that I agree with you, in that it would have been nice to see maybe two three more episodes to kind of flesh that out and show us why, like what, you know, who hurt you? You know <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, uh, her dad. So we know some of that, but well, b- b- yeah, right. You know. But it seems like in her trial, you know, that she was kind of,
0: uh, you know, r- remorseful. And even in that episode, you know, she was uh, reluctant to do the things that silver Sable wanted her to do. And now she's just yeah. like, nah, I'm all about that. You know, rogue
1: life. Hashtag rogue life. I, I you know, rogue life. Cool that's cool. Uh, you know, so they, they, uh, you know, the idea here is of course that Nora's recruited these rogues to help her. Uh, she does kind of put the no killing rule on. We saw Barry do something very similar with captain cold in earlier seasons. So they kind of continue this, uh, you know, the, similar story that she's walking or running the same path, path that her father did, uh, more or less from time to time. Now, ultimately I think this is so cool, man. Her, her end game is that she's trying to get this uh, mirror gun, which we did not know up until the end, and by the way, for those that didn't catch this, I mean the gun that she had—that is Mirror Master's gun. Like the Mirror yeah. Master that we've gotten so far on the series is nothing like his comic book counterpart in a lot of different ways, uh, and much like many of the rogues of that era, Captain Cold notwithstanding, a lot of them have been transformed into, you know, more. Uh, less technologically based. Whereas the mirror master in the comics has more of a technology game to what he's doing and how he does it. And a large part of that is this mirror gun that looks verbatim, like it was freaking ripped out of the pages here because that is mirror master's gun. And now I want to stop everything, find mirror master and go give him that gun. (laughs) Green green and orange costume while we're at it. This needs to happen. (laughs) Is he still trapped in the mirror realm? I don't remember. Ah, they'll pull them out when they're ready. But the point is, like, they need to. Um, I, why? Why would they show us such an iconic weapon from the comics, completely detached from the person who wields it? If at some point they're not going to be reconnected, right? Like, maybe yeah, maybe, I know they have to be. Ooh, speaking of pulling out rogues as kind of big season-long baddies, what if, in some form or fashion, that weapon ends up being used to pull out Mirror Master? from the mirrorverse, And then he goes on to be a major, um, you know, a a major uh, uh, player in, in the future. Uh, Maybe he
0: could start to be the leader of the, of the rogues as opposed to captain cold.
1: Yeah. Well, and he was there for a minute, Um, but uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. It could be cool. Uh, All right, man. So uh, let's see, we need to talk. Of course, like we said before, I mean, everything all converges at the very end here. And we do get the explanation for what is really going on. Uh, Kid Kata has gathered up these various items and such. She now has access to the. Um, she now has access to the uh, the the dodecahedron. Uh, what was it called? The cold bomb. The cryo atomizer. Yeah, that thing. So she has access <laughs> to that. She now has access as well to the cure that's no longer a cure. It's in fact a virus. And she intends to use this as a massive biological weapon to basically destroy uh, or create this epidemic that will wipe out all metas everywhere, including herself. She is now a suicide bomber to some extent with a biological weapon uh, that she is now putting together, listening to the blissful tunes of her dead uncle talking in her ear, and that's gonna bring us to this week's
0: speedster speculation.
1: Bell is cicada yes. back, or is kid Cata just is she cray cray? Because she seems cray cray to me. Well, here's what I don't understand:
0: It's because she had access to the time pod, right? But she killed her uncle, and so why is her uncle there? Like she she totally killed him because maybe she went back in time and got like evil cicada before he was cured. I I didn't Uh, notice a knife wound on him. uh, I don't know. uh, But like, yeah, go ahead. She's messing with time so much that I'm surprised the time wraith has come and Just like, you know, ripped her out of existence. Well, we got Henry in the chat once more about the negative speed force. So, um, yes, we'll talk specifically about Nora and the negative speed force. And again, I haven't seen the title for the next episode, so I'm not really sure about it. But I feel like this is going to be one of those things where, yes, she was using it to uh, uh, as kind of a means to an end. So that she could go back in time and get this and get this gun and uh, destroy uh, Cicada's dagger. However, I feel like it's one of those things when. You, you, you dabble with that it's going to be bad news bears and so just from hearing Bo talk about the name of the next episode i feel like that's going to be the case and i'm curious as to whether or not that's going to be something that's going to impact iris in the future um which i mean i, I guess i guess it, i guess it will um because i feel like it's it's something that you can't just tap into and then go back to using the speed force like normal but uh that. who knows it'll be interesting what what, what, what did you do
1: no, I didn't do anything. I'm I'm recording and I've got the window and I'm seeing my kids with like a scooter going like headlong into the street. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. So I had to go deal with that real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, so. um, All right. So picking back up with what you were saying, uh, you're wondering why the time rates haven't come after her. Man, I, I get the impression. Or Nora, that I, for that matter. I am um, get the impression. Well, Nora is coming after her. But you're saying Nora no. hasn't come after her in the future? No, why, time rates haven't come after Nora. Oh. I don't think what Nora's doing is outside of the realm of what the timeline wants her to do.
0: Well, that's, that's a convenient
1: <laughs> excuse. Well, I mean, you know, timelines are convenient on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so... We've had the time wraith conversation before, and I have a feeling that there'll there'll be a need to have it more in the coming episodes, uh, especially because you know at the end of this we got the you know decision Barry wants to go forward with Eobard's plan even though he's been preaching that that does not need to be what they need to do. Um, yeah. So I kind of feel like at the very tail end here he's basically given up, you know, his entire argument that he's been making this entire time. So it's kind of a weird cave there at the very tail end. But um, yeah, Yeah. I I think that ultimately that's going to come back into play as we get into the last couple of episodes. Time Wraiths? Uh, Yeah, Time Wraiths. Well, or at least where are the Time Wraiths? When should they show
0: up? Will they show up? Well, here's an idea. Here's an idea about that. So, uh, Eobard never had a Time Wraith come after him until Legends, when he started pulling multiple versions of himself from all across time. Right till he really started messing with the timeline. The entirety of season one, well, when he's when he's manipulating time, uh, he's doing it in a way that doesn't attract the attention of the Time wraith. So maybe with Nora following his plan, she is not att- attracting attention of the Time Wraiths because. She's taking Eobard's advice and uh, minimizing her impact on the timeline.
1: Well, as you recall, we didn't even have a new timeline coming in until later in the season. And one imagines that's when the time wraiths would start getting you know, all time wraithy with it. Just yeah. When a new timeline threatens to make its way through. That's so true. It's interesting that they didn't show up then. Huh. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens on that end. But here's Maybe my Maybe Cicada so- killed the time wraiths. No. <laughs> we still don't know a whole lot about the Time rates. I have a feeling we'll know more about them before the end of the series. But like right now, we really don't know much about them. The, man, you know what? The Time rates might have something to do with what's coming down the pipeline with... Crisis. Uh, yeah, with Crisis. Mm, interesting. Maybe Barry's death or potential death is what ends up kind of, you know, casting out all these Time Wraiths or something of that nature. Maybe
0: know. Barry is the Time Wraiths.
1: It's also possible that the Time Wraiths are somehow connected to Solomon as the Black Racer. Mm. Right? So, I mean, we know that in some capacity, they, they're kind of on the same team to some extent. I mean, I guess we really don't know. It, it seems like they are. But it's all the more interesting that they would come and carry him off and yet, like, in service to himself. You know what yeah, I
0: mean? Yeah.
1: Like if if in the future he sends his people to go grab him in the past to set him on that path to be who he becomes. Yes. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it all how it all how it all fans out. Uh Kid Kata, is is uh is Cicada senior, is he back or is she just is she just crazy? I don't know. I was
0: looking for like a glowing wound coming through his shirt to see if it was pre-cure. Because like that, that would make sense to me is that, you know, she killed the weak and useless version of her dad that had been cured and was like a softy now. So, but she doesn't have the time sphere anymore, does she?
1: Uh ooh, no, I guess not. Well, no, because Nora was using the, the modern day time sphere, not the. Well
0: no because they, they did the scratch thing right they found one in the woods they they found the one in star labs they scratched the one in star labs and it came into the one in the woods
1: right then so iris used use the one, the one, one. In the woods
0: to go to the future huh so i don't know if they still have control of it or not i that, that that's that's contingent on like i'm going to assume that, that kid kata does not have control over it simply because iris used it last um why
1: would they leave that out there for her
0: right right it wouldn't make any sense once they find that for them to, you know, be like, ah, we'll just let her freely travel backwards and forwards in time. So should,
1: like leave that. They need to take that thing back to the future.
0: Yeah. Cause you don't need, I, I wonder if it's a time cop situation where like if both of those things touched each other, they, they turned turn into, turn into pink, goo. pink
1: goo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think so. Well, uh, okay. So the
0: case. yeah. So I don't think it makes any sense for them to leave the, the, the time sphere, uh, out and open for Cicada to use. So I'm going to assume that she's losing her mind and that this is there. There may be some more mind jumping in, you know, some more like mind stuff, some more Chris Angel mind freak. freak. (laughs) So maybe maybe they'll go into some consciousnesses again. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. The whole conscious, the battle of the minds. I mean, we kind of got that at the end of last season. So it was cool the way they used it this season, but I, I would, It'd be unfortunate, I think, if they use that as as kind of the way to wrap this thing up. I think that, you know, she's she's obviously, she's got a death wish. She's willing to kill her younger self, which would effectively kill her as well, in order to uh, see her goals achieved. That's the big thing for me, though, right? Because we have, you know, you can't
0: kill your former self. Like, and, and, like okay, so if Kid Kata kills Grace in the past... Doesn't that, like, really mess up the timeline?
1: Well, in the same way that killing, uh, freaking, what's his name? Eddie. In the name of, in the same way that killing Eddie messes up the timeline, yes.
0: So, basically, when she sets this thing off, kills all the metahumans, which are the only people that could save them from the cataclysmic time rupture that's going to happen when she erases herself from existence, because that's exactly what happened at the end of the first season.
1: Right, right.
0: Uh, then she's just gonna doom the world and she can kill everybody.
1: Interesting. So you're thinking that that what she does not realize is that by coming back and killing herself, she creates a paradox in the same way that Eddie created one in the first season. That yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, but you're exactly right. Like yeah, she, she creates it by, by killing herself as a child,
0: she creates a paradox. And that paradox, the only way that the world was saved from that was by Barry. Uh, uh, you know, running in there and, and um and, uh, well, and
1: also firestorm.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, and, and firestorm is Barry and firestorm going in there. But that's the thing. It was two metas saved the world. With the thing she sets off, kills all the metas. No metas to save the world. The world is destroyed.
1: Well, so a she probably doesn't know that, and b she probably doesn't care. Like even if she did, she'd probably be all for it because she's crazy. She's like cray cray.
0: So you think she's cray cray? So that's like a hallucination? Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that this, this concept of, you know, her uncle, like sitting there singing to her, talking to her as she's doing her thing, like it's creepy, man. Yeah. Like I thought, I, I'm shocked that the creepiest thing in this episode was not ragdoll. <laughs> like, <Yeah, it> <laughs> the fact that they took that creep factor up to a whole new level, man, that's, that's impressive. You yeah. got ragdoll in here and yet you still, you still, you know, jumped over that. That's impressive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But. That's, that's, that's pretty, pretty interesting. So here's the so, question, so-
1: man yeah go ahead
0: oh i was going to say okay so we have Kit kata right but now yep. is she kid cray cray, <laughs> kid
1: cray, cray. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. i think she is she's kid cray cray okay okay i i
0: thought so because i mean just you know yeah I and like then it. she can have like a, a a joint with kid cootie and and they can like make really weird rap music i guess it'd
1: be very very creepy yes it has to be <laughs> It would have to be. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing, man. So we know what her end game is, what she's trying to accomplish. One imagines she's not going to be successful uh, in doing so. Um, and, you know, th- there's a couple of ways they can counteract this. Like, you know, they can create a, a uh, you know, a, a, an antidote that would be released at the same time the virus is released. Uh, they could do a number of things. Well, my guess is that it's all going to come down to young Grace, like the, in some form or fashion. It's going to be her. Remember when there were twins involved? That kind of, that was dropped a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, there was a lot of little things that were kind of seeded throughout the season that just kind of dropped off and did not get resolution, huh? Well, the the twin thing might still, I mean, because that wasn't, it wasn't Grace.
0: Grace wasn't the twin, right?
1: No, but there were two other twins that had similar situation going on with them didn't they did they get the blood samples from them or something no they got the blood well, they talked from Cicada. about needing twins but they didn't ref they didn't say that it was those twins that they needed to do the whole uh like they're like they went through the whole math that this is how we're going to figure out the cure and we just need to find people oh we found people off screen and it happened off screen you know what i mean like yeah man this off screen season is dope man we need <laughs> <laughs> can we get like season 5.5 5, where it's just everything that happened off screen Yeah. To be honest, actually, I'm fine with all that stuff happening off screen. Because honestly, what we have gotten for the most part, again, Snowpack notwithstanding, has been incredible. Yeah, And like, I really do like that we've dived so heavily into Barry, into Iris, into Nora, into kind of our core Flash family. Uh, It makes a lot of sense. And Eobar, it's all tied into it. So on the one hand, yeah, we're kind of throwing a lot of criticism at him because so much has happened off screen. But at the same time, I also want to like respect the fact that what we've gotten on scene for the most part has actually been really, really good.
0: I mean, I I've gotten kind of tired of uh of uh Cicada. I mean I guess I'm glad Cicada's dead. We got Kid Cray Cray now. Well yeah we got Kid Cray Cray, but like I, I just kind of wish that, you know <sighs> We could have we could have had maybe like a half a season of Cicada and then they defeat Cicada. And then like that ties directly into Eobard's plan. And then we get Eobard as a villain for that for the last half of the season. Like, I think that would have been very neat. But uh, we're getting these Eobard teases and it's great and it's awesome. And I, I personally think it's the best part of this season. But mm-hmm. I feel like for the, you know, the climactic battle, it's going to happen at the end. It's going to be all Kid Cray Cray. And we're I not going to so have sure a lot of, uh, yeah, we're not going to have a lot of Eobard in there in the end, I don't think.
1: I would not be so sure about that. I think when it's all coming down to it, what there, there's a connection here that we're not seeing. Uh, but I think that, that that when when that's revealed, Kid Cray Cray will be dealt with pretty quickly and then the real villain will make himself known. And I think we all know who that is. But anyway. I hope so. All right. Well, that's our speculation. We want to hear about you guys. What do you think about Kid Cray Cray? Is she Cray, cray or is she okay? Okay. Oh, Cray Cray. Let, let us know.
0: <laughs> hey, guys, this is Chad Rook, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Your
1: thoughts, your, your comments.
0: comments. Listener
1: feedback. All right, now, listener feedback. We've got some great listener feedback in. First one's coming in from Christina J. What did Christina have to say? Hey, guys, love the show, even when we don't agree, LOL.
0: Uh, sent this out as a tweet, but I don't think Grace is connected to Thon. Before Nora, he had one visitor and they haven't mentioned it again. The Times fear was locked up. And besides uh, TF, he was the only person with knowledge on uh, how to work or not only how to work it, but how to obtain it. Additionally, Grace's goal isn't selfish. She's trying to save herself, in my opinion, but finish her uncle's work, which was killing all the metahumans. Uh, and with the dagger is a huge threat. Now, this timeline is pushing through exactly what Thon wants it to as it pushes up to Crisis, which hasn't changed on the newspaper vault to 2019. Uh, Grace is just a threat eliminated as she hates all metas and even killed her beloved uncle. It's too late for her and she knows things and where that only uh, someone coaching her would know in the past. Interesting. OK, uh, I think like Cicada, she will look Uh, to kill or save herself from becoming a meta if she's cursed she is erased and she wants to finish her work so interesting yeah you know where does she get the knowledge where where does grace get the knowledge that you know the 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 time sphere is somewhere and and
1: i mean that's a good point i think that she is she is a very much a pawn in whatever game eobard is playing
0: yeah i i my 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 fear is that it's going to come and it's going to feel ham-fisted uh but my my hope is that they're they've been setting these little you know tips i guess all throughout the season and when you go back and you watch it like a second time you'd be like oh wow it was there the whole time kind of thing hmm. um so i'm hoping to see something like that so it would be interesting and, and yeah you know it's it sounds like it's it's you know they're trying to push crisis up to 2019 which is which is interesting um i guess that's the new timeline trying to push through
1: yeah yeah i'm I, th- I think it's going to be satisfying. I do. I do think it's going to be satisfying. And I do think that she is, you know, in some form or fashion, a pawn in a game that's being played here. Um, and we also got West Allen for life uh, on iTunes saying, OMG, this is so funny for a young flash lover like me. Y'all are very dope and the show uh, and show agreeable reasons uh, to like and dislike the show. The arguments and how you handle them are funny and agreeable. Oh, well, thank you very much. We, yeah, I uh, we try that. to be agreeable, I suppose. That's good. Yeah, we also, man, uh, on the on the live stream here, uh, Henry is saying more about the negative speed force. Yeah, absolutely. I think as we get closer, I'm I'm I would be shocked if next week we didn't get a more explanation of the negative speed force and perhaps the impact that Nora tapping into it has had on her or will have on her. Um, it's interesting to me that she's the first person, so far as we know, that has tapped into it. Now, arguably uh, Zalman post death or once he became the dark racer that perhaps he is also tapping into the negative speed force. Uh, as I'm, if I'm recalling correctly, he also displays red lightning. I think so uh, in, in his current state. So, um, but that notwithstanding, you know, she's, she, she might provide more insight or the, sh- the series might provide more insight here coming up pretty quickly. Um, love to see what happens there um okay so let's see uh shannon's also saying which version of wells will we get next season a little <laughs> early speedster speculation i think we're probably going to get the uh eobard wells i think that he's it's not just about him making a big return this season i th- I think he's making a big return next season um so, so they're, they're not going to get
0: another wells like to help the team uh
1: it, if we get another wells hmm no i think i think it's going to be all about the hg eobard I think it's going to be all about the HG award. I don't know that we necessarily. I mean, new Wells is fun. You know, we've gotten dumb Wells, we've gotten hardcore Wells, we've gotten evil Wells, we've gotten, you know, all all kinds of Wellses. We got Sherlock Wells. I, I kind of feel like next season we need to go back to basics in a way that they were able to tap into this season, and just double down next season. So, I don't know if we get another heroic Wells. Perhaps it would actually be the the original wells of this universe you know uh, like yeah. in some sort of time travel capacity barry could potentially go back before eobard uh you know hijacked his dna and replaced him and and try to get some sort of information out of him or even potentially pull him out of the past to help him confront his murderer that could be kind of cool
0: interesting but he'd have like no knowledge of barry or team flash or metahumans no. or no
1: well, I mean, you know, he get none of the new Wells do really, and but they get caught up pretty quickly. Yeah, um, and I do think that a Wells out of time like that could be kind of cool, especially the original Wells, you know, who we've only really seen in flashbacks. I think that would actually be a really unique way to to do what they've done before, uh, but also kind of give it a, a, a different twist. So instead of a, you know, a, a you know cyborg Wells or or you know. German wells or whatever like we actually get the 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 wells prime that we've never really gotten a chance to spend time with I think yeah. that could be cool yeah it could so, be neat. uh all right man well uh, uh some great feedback hey we love getting this feedback especially those of you who've head over to iTunes and written us reviews if you've not done so already please head over to iTunes and write us a review we love getting those in even the ones of you that hate me and love bell <laughs> five stars I'll take it that's fine talk more about that in future episodes yeah I see you I see you we're gonna read that <laughs> Oh my! Your comeuppance is here. Yeah, look, it's because yeah. You know who I think wrote it? I think Eobard Thawne wrote it, and I've got a whole long theory why I think that. Oh just no! Just for that person. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs>
1: anyway, we're uh, we'd love to get your uh, your iTunes reviews, and for for to know what we're talking about, go read the reviews, and you can see them. Uh, yeah. So do that. That's awesome. Also, you can support the show Patreon.com/tvTalk.com is the place really.com after the dot com <laughs> patreon.com slash tv talk that is the place to support the show we love y'all for doing so also follow us on twitter at flash tv talk or you can follow our personal accounts at the real bow york is me and at ring that bell is bell
0: but if 280 characters is enough to express your love for our show feel free to email us at flash at com. that's p-o-d-a-s-t-e-r-y dot com
1: and you can tune in for live broadcast and uh, the occasional behind the scenes as we got this last best week over at Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk.
0: And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach who provides some music for our show. You can check out the rest of his awesome stuff at SoundCloud.com slash Charlie Bach.
1: Stick around after the music here for some additional TV talking. Hey, by the way, shout out to TVTalk.fm for all your TV talking needs. But tonight we are going to have for you some Thrones TV talk. And some Marvel movie talk. That's right. Happening after the music. Spoilers all around. So just as a heads up, that's going into what you're about to hear. And until next week, we'll be back in a flash. All right, So let's go ahead and jump into it. Spoilers. 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 The spoilers Winterfell Battle and the long night. Spoilers. 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 Not as many people died as I thought they were going to. Spoiler, Spoilers. spoiler, Spoilers. Spoilers. Aria is B.A. And that was the best part of the episode. spoiler Spoilers. spoiler, Spoilers. Spoilers all right New areas of mary sue shut up man don't don't <laughs> listen i i don't first of all when i saw people saying that kind of thing i thought they were like doing so facetiously because i know obviously you can't look at child batman who went and like trained overseas to be an assassin like thought learned to fight with the freaking hound she's and literally then, spent the entire show
0: becoming a, a, an excellent a fighter yeah a weapon yes the <laughs> like, entire show
1: she's been doing that and who 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 the that made me mad that people like there is criticism to throw at this episode that is not it Arya getting the kill being Azora high potentially being Azora high like fan freaking fantastic way to subvert expectations which is wild because we all should have seen that from you know even even the the freaking you know uh letting people know in episode 1 what did we say to the God of Death of God of Death and to throw back into that fantastic man and then the weapon that she uses, the weapon that was supposed to kill Bran, is the weapon that saves Bran. And yeah. Ah. And then, of course, I love it too. Cause I mean, I know a lot of people were like, no, cause Jon Snow, or oh no, cause Danny, cause Danny's got dragons. Jon Snow's been going around saying that, you know, the, the king, blah, 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 blah no, man, no, like that's not how you kill this dude. And I loved that. that like, you know, you know, Danny tries, she does her party trick, which is I'm gonna throw my dragons at you. And he's like, nope, your dragons don't have anything. And then Jon Snow's like, I'm the best sword fighter in the world. And he's like, yeah, but this isn't a sword fight. This is a necromancy battle. <laughs> and here's the entire people that I've just killed. And so then it, it, the only way it could be done is from an assassin standpoint. And of course there is no better assassin in the world right now man that was fantastic it and was it, it was kind of justified the episode which i was not overall happy with
0: oh yeah why not i wasn't it was dark man i couldn't see anything yeah it did the compression artifacts were bad and uh, I, I noticed that and it kind of bothered me um but like overall yeah I, I enjoyed it like i thought Arya getting the kill was neat uh, i love the fact that she did the move that she did on Brienne. uh yes like and she
1: actually did that uh, didn't she do that she's done that twice
0: in the show I know. She, I mean, she, she did it once. When she was sparring with Brienne last season.
1: I thought she did it with the waif, uh, the, the other girl, the other nobody girl. Oh, you know, I don't
0: remember that fight. So I have to go watch it again, but maybe. But yeah, like it's I, yeah, it was it was great. And, you know, because like the, the Night King's got one hand on his sword, one hand on Arya. And like he sees it coming, like he sees her drop it and she's got another hand free. And uh uh and and he's like, ah oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. But see, I halfway I halfway expected because the dragon fire didn't do anything to him, that the Valerian Steel was going to like hurt him and maybe kill all his White Walker lieutenants or something, mm-hmm. and then he would like retreat and like, you know, go away and they wouldn't actually kill the Night King, you know? Um. Yeah. But yeah, because uh, that, that's what was weird to me. I was like, OK, yeah, uh, the, the, the literal avatar of death has been defeated. And the only thing that's left is Cersei and like 20,000 gold cloaks.
1: Well, so let's talk about this real quick, because this is I, I was thinking about the fact that one of the struggles of the show is that it is. It's crafted to be a television series as opposed to the books, which are crafted to be kind of this novel series. And the name of the novel series is a song of ice and fire, which means when it comes down to it, the ultimate question is this battle of ice and fire, which is the Night King. But the series is called Game of Thrones, which means the ultimate kind of you know in-game here is the Game of Thrones. And so who is going to sit the Iron Throne is how this series has been positioned, which is why. Whereas in the books, the Night King or whatever his equivalent, because there is no Night King in the book, but whatever the equivalent of the Night King is in the books will be the climactic battle of the entire series. Here, we've kind of been building to two battles. One as the Great War in the North and one for the the throne in the South. And so they almost kind of have to like force these two. And it would make sense from a series standpoint that the battle for the Iron Throne would be kind of the, the, the end game for the series. I, I understand that. I get that. I'm not... I'm not too mad about it, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's just interesting to me, but uh and uh, mm, yeah, I don't know cuz like it all the all the visions and stuff that people have had have uh, you know included like uh um King's Landing destroyed. Right. Like Danny's vision and like in you know, a couple of people. Prophecies. Yeah, yeah, prophecies and things like that. And granted yeah, like I I kind of thought it would be one of those things where perhaps um the the people in Winterfell would fight Cersei first take the throne and then have like a massive battle instead of at Winterfell at King's Landing or that they would lose the battle of Winterfell fall back to King's Landing uh and then you know the survivors would have to like fight both Cersei and uh, and and the Night King and the army and stuff until she was like oh crap this is bad and you know yeah. I i, I kind of thought that, like, who sits on the throne would be a thing that would be determined by, you know, who was willing to work together. Cause, like, now it's or now who, the threat is gone. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, who survived, exactly. right? Like, now, now the threat is gone. And so the only threat left is Cersei, which, like you said, I guess makes sense when you call the show Game of Thrones. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's, um, it's interesting.
1: Let me just say this. The the showrunners for the show are not good. Like they're they're just not. They they were they were good enough to recognize that this book series would make a fantastic show. Um and they got enough help to rewrite their pilot so that it got picked up. But once once like once the source material was gone, they really have kind of showed they don't really have too much creative juices flowing. There's there's a lack of um there's a lack of creative storytelling. They very much rely on other people's stories, which makes me frustrated because they've pitched shows that are terrible ideas. And then also they are getting a Star Wars series, which is unfortunate because I'm like, I don't know that these guys can write a Star Wars story.
0: Maybe they'll base it off of something that's already existed, like Splinter of the Mind's now, Eye. That could be, that could be actually not splitting but, the minds that you want. Yeah.
1: Not that one. That yeah. would not make sense. Yeah. Uh, but one way or the other man. So I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, I mean, we talked about it last week, but like the decision they made with brand, like there's so many other ways they could have made that to make it so that there was a real immediate threat of brand being taken away or why specifically it had to be the night King that would take out brand as opposed to anybody else. Um, their explanation makes no sense there. And honestly, the way in which, even the way in which the series has to be concluded with the game of thrones with who's going to sit the iron throne there's a way to merge these stories you have to be creative you have to you know kind of you know put some thought into it but i mean you can craft this these narratives and weave them together here for a big final battle and they just didn't do that they just wanted to kind of wrap things up and collect the check and you know so i'm not a huge fan of the the showrunners but all that to say episode was too dark which is unfortunate. There were some pretty epic moments. The wave of bodies coming through is. Yeah. And like, why would you send your, your best shot cavalry first? They gone, man. Yeah. When they went out and those little flickering lights went out, it was, that was such a great, it was a cool scene, but like, that's just dumb. Like, hit him with artillery for the first
0: (laughs) you know hour of the the siege
1: man the dothraki you know there's the the dothraki screamers we saw that they're the best um the best of the best and such i know but it's just it's just
0: such a shame because i would have loved to have seen the dothraki screamers like run up on the lannisters again
1: yeah they,
0: but they're, they're yeah fine. i i don't know like you know they got these they got these flaming sword cavalry you don't put them in the vanguard you put them on the flanks to come in and like you know uh i don't know <laughs> tell, that tell that to the
1: dothraki tell that to the dothraki they're not gonna listen man they're gonna go charging in they just got fire swords they're all like you know what they're like no we're invincible we're going in and we're dead i just don't
0: see danny doing that i don't know it's just me
1: I, i'm kind of surprised we didn't see like risen dothraki thrown right back at the force is there. Like I thought that was going to be the situation is that they would come back in maybe with like blue swords or, or even just as zombies riding zombies, zombie cavalry.
0: Yeah. See that's, that's what I thought too. And that's why I was like, don't send them in first because you're sending your best cavalry and then it's (laughs) going to die. And now your best cavalry is now their best cavalry, which they didn't have cavalry beforehand. Only the, only the white walkers had horses. Now they have all these horses they can res and like, yeah, I don't know. I I just, I just would have thrown those trebuchets and, and just, you know, dragon fired them and stuff like that. And then, you know, maybe you wouldn't have gotten overwashed by a sea of zombies. But that's just me. And I'm not a general. I just happen to play one on TV.
1: Aria right, for the kill, man. I was happy about that. And uh, you know, this teaser for next week, or I guess this weekend, <laughs> as, as we record this on Saturday tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh is uh, you know, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I think um I think it's gonna be a very misleading I think the is very misleading because they're like oh we just won this war and now we're gonna go you know fight cersei i'm like yeah but like y'all all died like i know the heroes lived but
0: like almost there's everybody like died eight people left in winterville Winterfell, or Winterfell <laughs> yeah like yay oh, oh also like um uh the whole the whole crypts you know let's put everybody in the crypts where there's a bunch of corpses and then yeah. we're fighting a guy who can raise corpses
1: that's <laughs> singing even that like that scene, I would love a sequence like that in the books to explore the depths of the Stark ancestors coming back to life or being used to fight, you know, the, their own people. And with Sansa being right there, Sansa being right there, um, love that little moment by the way with her and Tyrion. That was Yeah, so that cool. was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, there's there's so much more that I wish we got out of this, but it felt very rushed and wrapped up so that we can get to the next thing, which I'm concerned is going to be rushed, wrapped up, but who knows, man, maybe next week, this week's episode is going to be fantastic. We'll know more in less than 48 hours, and we will come at you next week with a little talking through. No, no, that's another thing. Thrones <laughs> TV <laughs> talk. That's, that. th- that's the thing. Thrones TV talk. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in live. Those of you who are able to, we will see you all next week. Hopefully we'll be back on schedule. Assuming that, uh bell's boss doesn't try to fire him and that my <laughs> health is good uh or vice versa yes so bye guys see y'all and that's off uh mike thanks so much by the way we really appreciate you um, yeah for real we're gonna do a little bit of marvel talk we're not gonna we're not gonna do it uh too much though um <clears throat> will keep it try to keep it to like five five minutes or so as best we can all right man so that's Thrones TV talk how about some Marvel T Marvel movie talk? Not Marvel TV talk. Marvel movie talk. Because alliteration. Marvel movie talk.
0: Let's do it. Yeah.
1: Endgame talk. Uh yeah. Okay. So spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. One hundred percent spoilers. Uh wait, how does the Avengers theme go? Um uh, spoilers. spoilers 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 spoilers,
0: spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. spoilers.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah that's good spoilers spoilers, right, so. spoilers, spoilers, spoilers 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 time spoilers, travel spoilers. they use time travel
1: everybody yes. time travel yes. time
0: travel time travel yeah there, there, there's a uh, professor hulk is in this movie and that was awesome and they uh scott lang's like quantum realm can use time travel Tony
1: dead tony's dead tony's he dead died, y'all. tony's
0: dead uh tony's dead black widow's dead <laughs> she sacrificed for the soul stone she
1: died she did die. Yeah she, yeah she is
0: straight up dead she is not coming back so
1: her movie oh.
0: that's coming out is going to be in the past
1: it's going to definitely be in the past and also she's still going to direct it which is kind of cool anyway let's talk about time travel because that's that's what we're going to talk about here at some point panel to screen end game that's coming maybe. Yes, it is. We'll, we'll do a deep dive into it. But here's what I wanted to talk about on Flash TV Talk uh, with a little Marvel movie talk. Time travel. Man, I just want to give a standing ovation and hats off and a full on just round of applause to the Russos here, man. They did time travel, I would argue, better than anybody else has ever done time travel in the history of time travel movies and films. Their logic here is so tight that even the thing that people were saying was a plot hole—that's not actually a plot hole—that they've now actually confirmed, which they didn't even have to confirm because it was fine being left up to interpretation—is still rock solid, man. This well, is so the w- best time travel movie of all time. I think so. Yes. I, I. But what was the plot hole? Like I, I heard some Derek people talking Russell. about Russell. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> yeah. I heard people talking about plot holes. I I, I didn't know uh, what was what was it. The Cap spent you know time. Uh, he lived his life out in. Uh, uh, in in
1: in their timeline? Well, he didn't live his life in their timeline. And that's the thing that people were confused like, well, if it's a different reality, then how is he in their timeline and la 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 la. And the Russes have come out and explained this. But I would argue that it was left up to interpretation. One is that uh, what actually happened, which we'll talk about in a second. The other is that, you know, he had a soul stone. There had to be an exchange in order to get that. So it's possible that that had something to do with it. He was dealing with the freaking ancient one who probably has, who we know deals in the multiverse. And so there's an aspect there that, that could have had something to do with it. Um, we know that, uh, 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 you know, uh shoot, the um, time stone, soul stone, uh, reality. We, we know that he also had the reality stone as well. So the, the, he had literally the, this, uh, immense power access that he could have uh, that, that there's tales that could have been used to explain why he came through. But honestly, the most obvious explanation was the the right one, which is that he went and he lived his entire life in an alternate reality and then came back. But as Hulk said, he missed his time spot. So he actually showed up earlier in their own time by like a few seconds or something like that. Uh, and so he's off. He, he was kind of off over to uh, to the side there. But
0: regardless, so it was an alternate reality that he's that he spent that.
1: Yes. Okay. He spent that time in an alternate reality. And one imagines he came back after, um, after she died and, uh, which, which just, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. So it all, it all, it's all pretty airtight in the way that they did it, the way that they shot it, left it up to interpretation as opposed to him coming back as an old man, which wouldn't have had the, the emotional resonance, you know what I mean? That it was with him just sitting there. And so I, I think it's okay to give them some creative license on that because it works for the passing of the torch, and it made it so much sweeter in that moment. Wait, so the Russo brothers said he spent time in an alternate reality? Yeah, they've come out and said that. Okay, because um,
0: I, I I just figured it was he was because they never mentioned who Peggy's husband was. Although it would be kind of weird because uh, uh, no, and in our reality, Carter. in
1: our timeline, yeah, she she had I don't know the, the the aunt niece thing, yeah yeah now, in our timeline, she married somebody else. But in an alternate timeline, an alternate reality, uh, she she and um Steve uh, hooked up and they were they were married and and Steve lived out the rest of his days. And I loved it, man, because it was such a beautiful, you know, Steve literally he was standing there as like this massive army is about to eradicate all existence, the entire universe. And like after that battle is like you know what I was supposed to be dead by now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm take one for me, and I'm, I think I'm done. And I think you know it's fair, like it's fair for him to take that time. So I thought it was good. I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot. I, uh, I I think the way they did time travel, you know, there's there, there a couple of things about it that was hilarious. Where uh, Professor Hulk was like, "Look, it's time travel. It's either all a joke or nothing's a joke." <laughs> yeah. And and well, the way well the way they explained it too was really good. Cause like, you know, your decision to go back into the past uh, at the point at which you go back into the past becomes your past and you can't change the past because you going into the past becomes your future. And so,
1: yeah, I mean, I've got the exact quote here, which is uh, if you travel back to your own past, that dest- uh, that destination becomes your future and your former present becomes the past, which can't now be changed by your new future. It's pretty self-explanatory y'all like, like that. it It makes sense. And the fact that they went into the concept of time travel creates offshoot realities, it, it actually flows a lot better than the idea of changing something in the past impacts the present. Right. It flows a lot better. It works. I mean, I realize there's a lot less fun things that you can do with that. And there's a lot of movies like, for example, Back to the Future, that's entire premise is completely different from that and needs to be for the kind of story they want to tell and also the time travel antics that come along with it. I am a big proponent of anybody that uses time travel to and, and and either adds their own rules creates their own rules or does anything as long as they stick with it and as long as they stand to it yeah so the understanding for those who still don't quite get what is going on here when they travel to the past, they are in essence creating an alternate reality they're they're essentially stepping into an alternate reality that is offshoot from their own past because their own past never had them in it. Uh, and so in every single one of these, Scenarios, they're essentially creating a multiverse. I mean, the multiverse already pre pre existed before them doing this, so they're they're expanding the multiverse, if you will. Um, but Loki is not out there in our timeline. He's not. He's not actually escaped. He has escaped in an alternate timeline, which is probably where his series will take place. Um, but but it's not like we will see him in the main timeline unless there's some sort of explanation for him traveling through the multiverse. Uh, you know, Black Widow is is dead. Gamora, our original Gamora is dead. However, it would appear that she, um, that a previous version of her from an alternate reality exists in the main reality and she will stay um, potentially. We don't know what's going to happen with the Asgardians of the galaxy.
0: And, and let's also be clear here that this this alternate reality that we're talking about is, is pretty much near uh, indistinguishable from our own, from the MCU as it is. It, this isn't like you know an alternate reality where like uh you know
1: well I don't know that's not necessarily true though um well, it, it
0: feels like it was though because like they're going back to all these things that happened now now granted after they interacted with that because like well, the Battle of New York ended the same yeah, it wasn't it, different
1: until they started interacting
0: right with right right it. yeah that's true yeah so every time that they go back to is 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 a is a functionally identical copy of of our reality until they right. mess with it um so so yeah it's it's uh. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, it works really well. I honestly, there's no, I don't see any plot holes in the way that they handled things. I was a little concerned actually thinking uh, after I saw it the first time and I never necessarily saw anything that negated this the second time, but that Tony had inadvertently snapped away Gamora, uh, good Gamora. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, Cause you know, it seemed like he snapped away everybody from 2014 and he wouldn't have known that she was, she had switched sides. Uh, but, it does seem like the general accepted theory is that at the end of the movie, Quill is not looking for his Gamora in hopes that she was resurrected by the Hulk. She's a, he's actually looking for the 2014 Gamora, thinking that she must have slipped away.
0: Yeah, well, she couldn't um, have been resurrected by the Hulk because the Soul Stone uh, doesn't allow well, you to do that.
1: You know, it's interesting because he said, you know, I really tried. I really tried to bring back everybody. Uh, and when he's talking about wanting to have brought back uh, Black Widow, and I think he's, I mean, I think you're right. I think that that's, that's, that's true that, she, that the original Gamora was not brought back. Um, but I don't know that Quill would know that. That was kind of my whole deal is a hey, Quill saw everybody resurrected, including himself. And so in his mind, why wouldn't she also be resurrected? Like in our minds, we know because Soulstone.
0: Well, no, yeah. I thought it was kind of, you know, I thought it was, you know, the, the whole thing with, you know, you got to kill me because I know where the soul stone is. And right, right. And, and, and also, um, uh, you know, Nebula says that cause like, yeah, Quill Quill knows she wasn't snapped. Quill will absolutely knows she wasn't snapped because, uh, Gamora he says
1: knows she wasn't snapped. I, I I don't know. I'm just telling you, Quill's not that he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Sure. So in his mind, he sees everybody getting resurrected and he's wondering if there's a chance. I mean, even Hulk was, was hoping that there was a chance that, not would be brought back. So if Hulk's thinking that, you know. Well,
0: yeah, well, like the no, Hulk Hulk tried. Like Hulk was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to like un-. but that's the <laughs> Hulk sn- try. Hulk try. Hulk stares <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know that but that was the thing though is is the deal with uh with the Soulstone is is a permanent exchange. So if it's a permanent exchange when Gamora was done, it's a permanent exchange when uh Black Widow was done and um uh, yeah the only Gamora that we have is 2014 Gamore that I'm going to assume maybe Tony saw her fight on our side, so he didn't snap mm. her away.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. There's a whole like Captain America like like side story that I would love to see explored in like a comic or something like that. Of you know him traveling through realities, returning the stones. I mean, like even just him going. Like, how does the soul stone even get returned and what are the implications there? And just cap seeing the red skull up in space, like that sounds amazing. Yeah. You know, there's just so many. And I mean, part of it is the beauty of it is we're left with this potentially epic story for our imaginations to run wild with that we may never see. But if they did want to explore that in like a, a comic or a graphic novel, man, I'd be I'd be so here for it. I would love that
0: yeah like that that was the one that was the biggest question to me is like how do you return the soul stone
1: do you know that howard the duck was in the movie was he where in the big fight scene at the end was he really yeah so apparently he's coming out of the same portal with the ravagers and so you can see him it's like a it's like et and phantom menace like you blink and you miss it Ah, uh, okay but if you know where to look apparently it's like the bottom right corner of the screen when uh hope van Dyme pops up yeah so like when she pops up, look to the right corner and you'll see Howard the Duck. And <laughs> That's so- awesome. Is is that not amazing? Yeah. Anyway, it, just another excuse to go see it again. Fantastic movie. We'll talk more about it on an upcoming episode of Panel to Screen. Uh, in the meantime, though, if you do want some more uh, in depth uh, thoughts on Endgame, I would encourage you to check out Once Upon a Time in Wakanda. We did a full on, almost two hour long movie review uh, that is, to say, I did along with uh, Aaron James and Tyler Burns over there. So again, that's Once Upon a Time in Wakanda, uh, and look for our Endgame review. That's going to do it for us for our Marvel movie talk. If you've got questions about the time travel aspects, if you still don't understand or anything like that, go ahead and send those questions into us and we'll try to address them when we do our panel, the screen episode. Uh, You can find us just, just email just flash at potestery.com is a fine place to do it. Good flash TV talk.com. There's a contact button there. Whatever makes the most sense for you. We will do our best to answer them. We'll see y'all next week on flash TV talk.